Any fool can submit to bullies. And this fool, yours truly, I'm ashamed to say, is no exception. Oh yes, in the face of aggressive intimidation, I've knuckled under, opted out, caved in a fair few times. I'm sure you have too. Of course, whatever number of times we do it, is that number of times too many? Too many for self-respect? Too many for our mental well-being? We know this, and still it happens. But do we always know why it happens? It isn't necessarily cowardice. That docile compliance we often display when we're bullied into something can be a cocktail of many ideas. Reluctance to rock the boat, a desire to conciliate, taking the line of least resistance, wanting to remain in a comfort zone, distaste for causing what used to be called a scene. All those aspects of the inertia that characterises our everyday activities but not necessarily fear. When you're a bullied child, then yes, there will be fear inside you, especially if you've experienced just enough physical discomfort to understand how bad it would feel to be beaten up. Nobody wants to be on the receiving end of a damn good pasting. But funnily enough, the fear aspect of being bullied can be the easiest one to exercise. You just need to become angry enough about your mistreatment. Admittedly, I'm basing that claim on my own experiences, but I'm surely not an isolated case. When I was in primary school, I was occasionally picked on by another boy in my class. I don't know why. Granted, back then I was a delicate-featured, finicky thing, living in fairly comfortable style, and Jimmy, I'll call him Jimmy, because that was in fact his name, Jimmy was... uh, oh, the heck with it. He was an inarticulate, ugly little bleeder from the scuzzy end of town. So maybe I got on his wick. The bullying wasn't severe, but it was a constant, low-level oppression. Stamping on my foot accidentally, giving me Chinese burns when my hands were full, name-calling and so on, until I used to dread him being around. I took it all stoically and, of course, never said anything to my parents. A chap didn't do that sort of snitching in those days. Then, one day during a lunch break, Jimmy said or did something to me, I forget now, and I just tipped over. I've never punched any other human being in my life, but I basically threw myself at this lad and wrestled him in a heedless rage. My abiding memory of that grapple was me sitting on his chest, wrenching his face into all sorts of unlikely expressions with my scrawny little bare hands, while he was trying to do the same to me. Then we just spontaneously broke and moved apart. No adult intervention at all. And from that moment, Jimmy never came near me. And I wondered, what had I been afraid of all that time? As adults, we don't tend to let that sort of fear, the fear of physical attack, govern our everyday decisions. Instead, we have the inertia cocktail that I mentioned earlier. A little choir of siren voices telling us to just comply. Let the bully ride roughshod over us. It's easier all round. Except it's not, is it? That way self-loathing lies. Which brings me to the nasty, chewy, gristly part of this ramble. If you really, really don't want to continue feeling that self-contempt, you're going to have to find the grit and the determination to resist, to say no, to say, sod off, I'm not accepting this anymore. And you will only find the strength to do that somewhere inside you. 
In that sense, you have to be your own guardian angel, and you can do it. If it helps, bear this in mind. When you do throw off the yoke of the bully, you'll have the advantage of surprise to carry you through, because one of the universal traits of bullies is a lack of insight into other people's personalities. It just never occurs to them that you might one day fight back. When you do, you'll perplex them, and all of a sudden you'll have the initiative. It took me a long time to learn that lesson. So yes, any fool can submit to bullies, but any fool can also decide not to. This fool did, and so can you. Go get him. <laughs>